The facade is the biggest part of it. The people who you might not expect to be this way or to have these kind of issues sometimes are the ones that have it the worst. Um, I don't want to go out there and say I've got it the worst because I know there's plenty of people out there, but uh, a long time ago, soccer um, has been my game and it's been my life ever since I was young. My dad, he's from England, so it's been it's been in our blood to say the least. Uh, I can't remember playing any other sport when I was a kid and then growing up uh, you just kind of you move through the ranks and you start to go with team after team uh, getting seen by provincial provincial coaches national coaches national training centers to eventually doing uh, international competition to then getting picked up like uh, by the Vancouver Whitecaps like I did um, and that eventually just kind of snowballs and something that you enjoy playing because you're good at it turns into a career and when you're so close to that doorstep and you're playing with a professional team, you're with their youth system, uh, their residency reserve squad, things like that, and then you get that one fateful day where they tell you, no, uh, we're not going to re-sign you, everything just kind of implodes. And that entire wall that you've been building ever since you were however old or however young you were when you first started just absolutely topples down. Because that's not how it's supposed to go, right? I mean, you're supposed to follow the model of like an Owen Hargraves, who grew up in, in Western Canada, didn't stop him from moving over to Star in Europe, right? How old were you when you first signed with the Whitecaps? I was 17. 17. So where was your head at when you were 17? What what did the big dream look like? Big dream was just to play pro. Um, I finally had a team come and, come and approach me, and I guess you can say, like, it's it's cliche, but you never look back. And anything else, school, job, other things, you just don't even think about. You just have one thing on your mind. Did you, uh, did you notice that when, when your friends would introduce you to other people or when family members would introduce you to new friends, that, that the context in which you were introduced was always Tim plays soccer, Tim's signed with the Whitecaps, Tim's a budding soccer star? Yeah, it was always basically the exact same sentence. And it was a run-on one. It was just like, this is Tim, he plays in Vancouver. Or this is Tim, he plays for the Whitecaps. This is Tim, the soccer player. And you really start to believe your own hype, in a sense. And that just kind of furthers your identity. And even when you introduce yourself, I mean, for me, coming home, um, I'd always come back to Edmonton for a visit, whether in Christmas or in summer and things like that. And it would, people would ask me, oh, what are you up to? How are things going? The first thing you say is, oh, I'm in Vancouver. I'm playing here. I'm doing this. Or I, was, I just came back from Spain playing with the team or doing a tour in Mexico, things like that. And it, like, it, it's surprising. It, it snowballs on itself so much more than what you think. Now, isn't, in a way all of that necessary? I mean, if you want to succeed as an elite athlete, don't you kind of have to live, breathe, and sleep your sport? Yeah, I mean, a lot of coaches will tell you that to be a player, you've got to have that swagger to you. You've got to have that kind of conceited nature, I guess you can say. And a lot of times people say, like, oh, he's cocky, or oh, he's got this kind of, uh, this kind of nature to him. But you, you do have to believe in yourself, and you've got to you have to promote your name a bit more than what you normally would so that people believe that you believe that what you're doing is what you want to do. I asked this question so we can better understand your journey. Right around the time when you were 17 and you first signed with Vancouver, and then let's say when you were 18, those early years of your experience in their developmental system, how would you characterize your mental health at that point? Definitely in the beginning, it was surreal. I uh, couldn't believe it, and I was ecstatic and happy, and I would never even peg myself as somebody that would be uh, depressed or anything like that. Um, but I guess towards the end of the three and a half years I was there, 
you get you get the, like these feelings that you know maybe the first team doesn't want me or maybe they're not going to resign my contract because uh, you were trying to play your way onto the main roster right yeah and all of this if my timing's correct correct me correct me if I'm wrong was was right around the time that Vancouver was was moving into the MLS yeah so, which would have been obviously the highest level of professional soccer in North America yeah absolutely when I first went out there Vancouver was part of the NASL um, so we were training with them playing exhibition games things like that and then. In my second year, Vancouver had moved into the MLS. That was their inaugural season. And then the last year I was there was uh, their second year, and that's when I was released. So you're you're just that close. Yeah. You just, could taste it, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing we said in a couple of uh, interviews with some people is that you get your foot in the door, um, and you think that because you have your foot in your door that that you're there but that door can close at any time and the mat was basically pulled out from right under my feet and I just went right back you were what 20 21 I was about 20 yeah and how did the meeting go you know I I don't think I even said a word in it I think going into it you kind of have these what ifs what if that um what am I going to do you know I've got this idea maybe maybe they're going to resign me maybe they want maybe they want to give me another year um but I remember sitting down actually my parents were visiting in Vancouver at the time so I think it made it a little bit harder because I didn't want to. I didn't want to cry or look sad in front of them. And I think when I was sitting down in that meeting and I had two of the coaches tell me, you know, Tim, we're not going to resign you. We're not going to extend your contract. We want to wish you all the best, but we want to make your last couple months here great. Um, but after those two months, you're going to have to go. I kind of just sat there for a second in disbelief and just didn't know what to say. And I could feel my parents' eyes on me, like, well, what's Tim going to say? What's he going to do? Is he going to get angry? Is he going to get sad? And I remember just like kind of shaking my head because I didn't even want them to say 